Hey, sweet friends, welcome back to She is a Warrior. It has been a minute. So much has been happening lately, but it's so great to be back with you today. Um, just a quick update before we get started. I want to sincerely thank you for the prayers and encouragement over the last few weeks. Um, I've received so many wonderful messages that have lifted me up, even from listeners that I have never met, and that means the world to me. The week before my surgery was actually spring break for all of us. Um, my husband and I are in a different school system than the girls this year, so it was nice to have a break that was actually the same. But we went on a short little beach getaway just to relax and enjoy each other's company. I don't know about you, but does anybody else just feel closer to Jesus at the beach? Is it just me? But it was so good for my soul. Um, I had my surgery to remove a small brain tumor on April 10th. Um, everything went well. I was in the hospital for about four days. Um, it was about as painful as you would expect, but I had an excellent team of nurses in the ICU and they took wonderful care of me. I stayed for a few days at my amazing friend's house who willingly took me in and took care of me and let me recover just a few more days before going home to my sweet girls and my precious little tornado. <laughs> but I'm home now. I'm doing wonderful. I'm loving being back home with my family. My mama has been an absolute rock star and has spoiled all of us completely rotten. And um, actually, on the day that this episode is supposed to air, I have my follow-up appointment to get my staples out. I think we counted like 22 of those. So praying that that's not going to be completely miserable, but I will be glad to get all of that hardware out of my head. But God is still good and he still shows up daily to let me know that he's got this. So today's episode is one that I've had on my heart for a while, and it's one that if that you really can relate to, even if you haven't faced a cancer diagnosis, because life is hard. There's illness and stress and broken relationships and finances and parenting. The list just goes on and on. But today, I want to talk about the days when you feel like giving up, when you don't feel like you have it in you to take one more step. What do you do? Let's dig into four steps to take to push through the toughest of days. Let's get started. Hey, sister. Welcome to She is a Warrior. Have you received a cancer diagnosis? Are you wanting to surrender your life to God rather than being controlled by this disease? Do you search for how to trust God and nutrition during chemo? Do you wake up full of hope only to end up confused and lacking in faith again? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Williams. Through my cancer journey, I've had moments of questioning God and feeling sorry for myself. I wanted to be able to trust in His plan and release fear and anxiety. I wanted to change the condition of my body that resulted in my diagnosis, but I had no idea where to start until I discovered a faith-led, integrative approach. In this podcast, we will discuss biblical ways in which to support our minds, our body, and our soul because God beautifully designed them to all work together. We are going to take control of the things that are in our power and then confidently surrender the rest. Let's work together, friends, to devise a battle plan so that we can walk with God through this storm. So come fight with me. Grab your Bible, some pretty pens and highlighters, and let's do this. So you don't have to have heard the words, 
you have cancer to be in the boat that I'm talking about today? Have you ever just felt like giving up? Like, I don't mean giving up on life or suicidal thoughts. If you're having those thoughts, please talk to a licensed counselor or a therapist. Tell someone, okay? I'm talking about are the days when you just want to throw in the towel. Like, God, I don't understand why you think I'm this strong. Like, I can't do this. Or what's the use of trying so hard? It's not making any difference. I am still stuck in this same mess. Or like, why is life so hard? It just feels like the punches keep coming, Lord. Are you there? Do you even hear me? What about thoughts like, what have I done to deserve all of this? Am I being punished? I don't know about you, but I've been there more than once, several times, more than I would like to admit. Today is the not-so-pretty talk about how to address these thoughts, because if we're being honest, I think we've all been there. You may be here right now. Um, So I'm going to talk about four ways to take these thoughts captive and return to a place of worship. So giving up. Do you know how easy that would be? Just to throw in the towel, decide to do nothing, stop trying, stop caring, stop praying, stop putting in the work and keeping up the positive attitude. Sometimes I catch myself saying, I just don't feel like putting on the smile today. I would just rather stay in the bed and shut out the world because that would be the easy thing to do. When life gets hard, sometimes we're faced with the desire to say, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Please take this thing from me. But let me tell you a story. One day, long ago, there was a man. He was born on this earth as a man with a purpose. He knew that he was sent on this earth to live a perfect life and then to die an agonizing death in order to save humankind from their sin. But friends, I don't want you to think for a second that it was easy for him. We know that every temptation that we face, he faced as well. Every heartache, he felt too. So when it came time for him to go, the book of Luke tells us that he begged his father to change it. Even though he knew what must be done for the purpose of the advancement of his kingdom, he still fell on his face in the presence of God and begged for another way. He said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him and being in an agony. He prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. You see, he knew what had to be done and he did it willingly, but that didn't mean that it wasn't hard. At one point, he just felt like giving up, like, Father, there has to be another way. I mean, can you imagine that that imagery that that scripture portrays for us, just imagining what that may have looked like? He was in so much pain that his tears turned to blood. And this was the perfect man. You know, we are, we are so far from perfect, but he was perfect and he still experienced this. But right now, do you feel like Jesus on that night, face down in the Garden of Gethsemane, begging for the Lord to take this cup from you? All of our cups are different. Maybe your cup is your health or cancer. Maybe your cup is your finances. Maybe your cup is loss or divorce, the health of one of your children, or any number of things. Or maybe it's a bunch of these things all at once. My little boy has been battling an ear infection off and on since January. His last one was raging, even on antibiotics. There were a few things, there are a few things 
in this world that's harder than watching your children in pain and you're helpless as to what to do for them. He ended up having tubes in his ears on April 3rd, which um, was actually the day I was supposed to go to MD Anderson in Texas for a second opinion, but I knew he needed those tubes as soon as possible. So I made all the arrangements to get the flight rescheduled, the appointment rescheduled, the reservation at the Rotary House rescheduled. On top of that, we're in the middle of homes, renting at the moment until we can buy or build our forever home. But this market, y'all, is ridiculous. And patience has never been one of my strong suits. And y'all, I'm struggling. I know this sounds very trivial to some, but I'm struggling with a feeling of, of being unsettled and very discouraged every time a home gets listed that is way out of our price range. And believe me, there are days when I feel angry. Like, if I had to have cancer, Lord, why couldn't why couldn't I have been one of these stories where you have surgery, maybe you do some chemo, some radiation, and then you're done. You get to say, Lord, I beat it. Thank you, Jesus. And you tell your story. Like, why do why does it have to drag on for me? Maintenance treatments, test upon test, the list goes on. Like I sometimes I get to that stage where I'm just asking the Lord, why? Why? Now, I'm not coming here for a pity party today. I'm just being transparent and letting you know that if this is you, if you're struggling, if you're just questioning Lord, like, like, come on, then you're not alone. You aren't abnormal, and it definitely doesn't make you any less of a follower of Christ. Christ himself had a moment of really wishing that things could be different for him. But what I am here today to tell you, friend, is it's what you do after those thoughts that really matter. It's how you respond to the enemy whispering things into your spirit saying, things aren't going to get better. This is what it's always going to look like for you. How are you going to respond to that? What do you say to that? First, in my list of four things that I want to encourage you to try when you get to this stage is The first thing that I do is I allow myself time to feel these feelings because they're okay. They're human. I allow myself to process the pain and grieve the loss of what my life used to be. I cry. I take a nap. I go for a drive. Whatever I feel that I need to do, I do it. But the key is that I don't stay there. The second thing that I do is I very quickly take my thoughts captive and my teacher brain begins to kick in. And I'll explain what I mean. In my classroom, I'm constantly asking my students to cite evidence in the text to support their claim. Bless their little hearts. Life is hard in my classroom. They can't just answer a question. They have to use the race strategy, which is restate the question, answer the question, cite evidence, and explain. So even if the question is simple, how do you think Sally felt after her dog died? They can't just look at me and say, sad. They have to say, I think Sally felt sad, and I know this because the text says, and then they have to pull evidence from the text to support the claim that they were, that she was sad. Okay. We do a lot of critical thinking exercises in class, but a lot of our time is spent citing evidence to support a thought or an idea. Okay. So you have this thought, you have this idea, go find evidence in the text that supports that claim. Okay. And, and you know what? Sometimes when they go to find the evidence, they read a little deeper and they see that their claim isn't true and they change their thought process completely because they see that what is true does not align with their original thought. Okay, so I want to tell you right now, the only true thing in this world is the Word of God. 
Every thought that you allow to enter your mind, put it to the race test. Can you cite evidence from the Word of God that supports your thought? If you can't, it's like it doesn't exist. It's not true, and it does not deserve space inside your mind and your heart. Is fear taking over? Are you scared? Sometimes fear is so heavy and so real for me. It is like it has physical hands that are wrapped around my throat. But it's in these times I boldly boldly state out loud if I have to, fear is not from God. Do you know that the phrase do not fear appears in the Bible 365 times? That's a lot. Maybe our creator knew how prevalent and how rampant fear would be on this earth and wanted to remind us over and over and over again, do not fear. Isaiah 41.10, God tells us not to fear. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. One thing that I want to point out here is that it does not say you are strong. Okay, unpopular opinion here. I may lose some listeners, but I need you to hear me. Those thoughts that penetrate your mind that tell you that you aren't strong enough, those are right. On your own, you aren't. But hear me, He is. Scripture says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul quotes Jesus who said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in? In what? Does anyone know what goes next? For my power is made perfect in weakness. God is perfect in every way, giving Him the power to make up for any weakness that we have. So we are not strong on our own. It is with Him that we can withstand anything that this world throws against us. Any single thought that you may be battling today, look it up. Find scripture to support your claim. If it isn't there, it isn't true, and it deserves no more of your precious time. You think God isn't listening to you or He isn't there? Try to find evidence to support that in Scripture. You won't, because our God is always near and He is working good even in the tough times. I think the hardest one of these that I had to battle through lately happened, to no coincidence, right around Easter. My thought was, I don't deserve this. Like, Lord, overall, I've been a good person. I've loved you and I've served you and I've loved others. I just don't feel like I deserve this. He led me to the Gospels. Jesus was brutally beaten and mocked and hung on a cross, the most agonizing story of the one who deserved it the least. A perfect man punished. And here I sit, me, a sinner, telling God that I don't deserve this. Cite your evidence, friend. Go to the truth, the Word of God, and hash it out with Him. I've said this before. He desires a relationship with us. Just as you would go to your husband and say, listen here. Like, I'm just going to tell you how I feel about this. Go to Him. But be willing to listen to what He has to say back to you. So we have number one, feel all the things. All the things, that's okay. It's human. We've, we've already addressed that it's okay. Okay, number two, cite your evidence. Okay, pull out your teacher brain if you, if you didn't know you had one. Cite your evidence. Go to the Word. Get in the Word. Dig through. Find evidence for whatever thought or feeling you may be having. Next, the third thing is to express gratitude. Now, for this, I like to encourage everyone to keep a gratitude journal. But it's not necessary. Um, but every single day, 
even on the toughest of days. Okay, let me rephrase that. Especially on the toughest of days, I focus on gratitude because no matter where you sit, you have so much to be thankful for. I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. It helps to get your mind back, reined back in, focused on the things that are truly good rather than lingering and giving a lot of energy to to the bad things. Okay, so make this a daily exercise and it really does help to write it down. Even if it's something as small as, Lord Jesus, thank you for this cheesecake stromboli that this friend brought me because it's giving me life right now. Like something as simple as that, express gratitude. It'll do wonders for your mood and your overall emotional health, okay? And lastly, this one is probably my favorite. Um, Allow yourself to enter into a time of worship. This may look different for everyone, okay? But for me, it's music. Blast worship music and just allow your soul to get lost. Not sure where to start, or maybe you don't really listen to worship music, so you don't have a favorite yet. I'm going to give you a few of my go-to favorites that are that are on repeat all the time at my house and in my car. Number one right now on my list is a song by Maverick City Music. It's called Firm Foundation. He won't. Ugh, this 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 one gets me every time. Like, be careful with this one though. If you're driving, you may catch yourself with your hands raised and your eyes closed, and that's just not very safe when you're driving. So choose your timing wisely. <laughs> Um, The second one is I Speak Jesus by Charity Gale. So, so good. It's just, it just talks about speaking Jesus over your life and over your family. And, oh, it's a good one. Okay. The third one is called Gratitude by Brandon Lake. And it kind of coincides and goes hand in hand with my number three, entering into a time of gratitude. But those are good to get you started. If you have to, go sit in your car. Turn it up and just let your soul magnify Him. Soak in the truths that the songs speak of. If you're alone in your house, say, Hey, Alexa, play Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Just sit in the presence of Him. Oops. So my Alexa just started playing Gratitude. Hang on. Alexa, stop. Hmm. Real life. And there it is. But anyways, okay, so soak... Soak in the truths that the songs speak of. Just sit in the presence of Him, and I promise you will come out on the other side with a different mindset, one of peace and assurance. Because God has this. I want you to stop trying to control it. I want you to stop trying to understand it or take it all on your own. Give it to Him, and I promise every time you need Him to show up, He will. One very recent example I've been stressing about our finances. I'm just going to be honest. With the surgery comes me being out of work for the remainder of the school year. I'm not sure if you're new here, but update, I have no sick days remaining. Like none. Zero. Negative. Okay. But I gave it to God and was like, all right, Lord, if you want us to be homeless, I'm just going to follow you and be obedient. I don't really want to do that, but, but I trust you, okay? But I spoke with our HR person at my school, and she very quickly crunched some numbers and told me exactly how much I would be docked um, before, Lord willing, my short-term disability kicks in. That's just a whole nother subject. But she gave me an amount last week. I almost threw up, but at least I knew what we were working with. Okay, the following week, some precious friends of ours hosted a benefit golf tournament for us. When my husband brought me the money that was raised, do you want to guess how much it was, friends? And I promise I would never make this stuff up. The amount raised from that golf tournament was the exact amount 
that Bessie had told me that I would be docked the exact amount. Friends, things like that don't just happen. That's not a coincidence. And it's in these moments that God has a physical arm draped over my shoulder and he's right beside me saying, I'm here. I'm right here. Sometimes I feel like he wants to shake me and say, have I not proved to you over and over and over again? Why do we have to keep coming back to this? But I have trust issues, Lord. I'm sorry. But he continues to reassure me as many times as I need. And he's there for you too. When things get too hard and you just don't feel like you can take one more step, give it to him. Lean on Him and He will carry you. And I promise something beautiful will be on the other side of the storm. I promise. Dear Lord, we come to you today with gratitude in our hearts and we know that you are with us. Even on the days that we doubt, we fear, we question, we can look to your truth and know without a shadow of a doubt that you will never forsake us. Be with the ones crushed in spirit right now. You know who they are. Whisper words of assurance and write a beautiful testimony in the middle of the struggle in the middle of the storm. We thank you, Father, for being our strength when we have none left. It is in your precious name we pray. Amen. I encourage you today, sister, don't let fear win. Dig into the Word. Find evidence to back up your claims. If you have a specific one that you want to research but you're not really sure where to look, message me. You can find me on Facebook in the Fighting Cancer with Grace community. Um, the website is in the works now where you will soon be able to leave me a speak pipe and I'll respond or I may even answer your question on the podcast. So as always, thank you for your support. Thank you for your encouragement. And as always, keep up the good fight, sister. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. And tune in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be intentional, sister, in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.